The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Real Ads. Real Ads brings all your high-value real estate tech tools together in one platform to slash cost and boost marketing at the same time. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R-E-A-L-A-D-S-C-R-M. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Ray Wood here, and I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Dan Thompson. And Dan is a financial advisor and business owner. Dan Dan uh, heads up a company called Wise Money Tools. Welcome, Dan. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. And you're from beautiful Boise, Idaho. What do you do in the summer there? I know it's winter now. What, uh, what, what exciting things happen in Boise in the summer? Well, surprisingly, Boise stays very warm during the summer. I'm actually a competitive water skier, okay. so I do a lot of water skiing in the summer. Nice, nice. We do a little bit of that up at our lake as well. So um, it's a it's a lot of fun. Hey, are you a slalom guy? Can you can you master the course? That's what I do. Nice, nice, excellent. Um, well, I got a bunch of questions, but firstly, um, ladies and gentlemen. Can I suggest that you grab hold of Dan's book? It's called The Four Keys. Um, I just haven't got my glasses tuned. What's the What's the subtitle there, Dan? Yeah, The Four Keys to Building Wealth. Okay, there we go. That's pretty straightforward. So Dan is not your average financial advisor or wealth advisor, and you're going to find some different things here. Um, he's developed some principles around what he calls the ultimate cash flow, which involves combining time compounding and Safety leverage, safety leverage, and tax advantages to appreciate assets, etc. So we're going to learn. We're going to get into into that. I've got some uh, some hard hitting questions here to to uh, to ask Dan, and and basically we're going to pack as much into this session as we possibly can. And I might just preface things by saying, Dan, I I think a lot of people think their finances are okay, but when the, when you do a little bit of digging, um, they're not always in tip top shape, and there's always room for improvement. Um, not everybody claims what they should be claiming. Not everybody sets aside the right money for tax. Not any. Not everybody plans for retirement. We can even get into wills and estates and things like that. So, you know, there's a there's a whole lot going uh, going on in your space. So maybe I can start off by asking, what inspired you to become a financial advisor in the first place? Well, when I was 15 years old, I was in the back seat of the car with my dad, and he had a buddy named Dave. And uh, my dad never really made any money. He struggled, uh, hard worker, just could never make more money than he needed within a month. But he had a few friends who somehow, you know, did very well. So I'm sitting there listening to them, actually not paying much attention until Dave says that he made $30,000 that month in the stock market. Nice. Now, keep in mind, this is the 70s. Uh, an annual income of 30000 wasn't bad, and he did it in a month. And so my ears perked up. Well, what happened to me really internally, I'm 15 years old, but something changed. And I just said, somehow, some way, I got to be a stockbroker. Right. And uh, fast forward seven, eight years, I begged a few firms to hire me. Finally, one did. I became a stockbroker. I kind of figured, well, if Dave was making money, Listening to the stockbroker, the stockbroker must be really wealthy. 
Well, I come to find out that most stockbrokers were broke and not worth listening to. Right. But I, uh, I, you know, I got into the business. I got into the field. I really did everything I could to, uh, to make that traditional financial planning work. And it wasn't until after the dot com boom and bust that I realized I net, I learned another lesson from Dave, but it just didn't dawn on me till later in life. And that is, Dave made $30,000 leveraging his life. And what right. I mean by that is he was working in his job, whatever that was, but then he leveraged into the stock market to make another additional income. And so that's what kind of came across or came in the last number of decades as I've worked in this. And, and we call it leveraged life where we're trying to create passive income and cash flow so that you don't always have to be trading time for money. Right. Right. I love it. And and um and listeners, we're probably going to get into some into some uh non non-Australian New Zealand terminology here, but go go with us because I've had a bit of a look at Dan's stuff and a lot of these principles apply really no matter where you live. Dan when you're advising a client today, somebody who's who's not wanting to take maximum risk, but um, but is looking for a reasonable return on their on their on their uh, investment, what kind of things are you advising them to do? So that's where we come in really strong, and and it's exactly that. It was after that dot com boom and bust where I realized people can't just keep writing these markets up and then writing them down and then hoping that that's going to plan or give them a nice peaceful retirement. So right. what we did is we we recognized that the safest place you could store money, at least in the United States, is a good, strong life insurance company. Okay. And they build these cash value policies. And we realized that if we designed them right, we could also use that policy as leverage to get into other cash flow investments. So right. we would we would basically start in the safest place we can keep our capital in a tax-free environment, doing okay, but through leverage, we can either leverage life upon life upon life and get into double-digit returns, or we could leverage into multifamily or equipment leasing or e-commerce or anything that would produce more cash flow. And when we used the life insurance policy as the funding vehicle, we actually reduced our taxes and increased our return. Okay. So it turned out to be a really good system. Was was some of these investments uh, tax deductible to some extent? Some of them can be. Uh-huh. Most of the time we look for tax advantaged. So right. we want we want the, things like depreciation and expense write-offs and things that just literally reduce or eliminate your taxes. Okay. And are these investments Dan that pay a dividend or is there a mix of of yes and no? Definitely looking for cash flow. So whether it's a dividend or just a rental income or equipment leasing income, anything that produces income is definitely on the list. Okay. Now you mentioned rental income, and and this is a uh, this is a podcast for real estate agents, not so much real estate investors. But um, a lot of my uh, wealthier real estate agents are always looking for for great ideas. So. Where is the smart money going at the moment in terms of property investment? Are you talking about um, the REITs, which I think is the real estate investment trusts, that kind of thing, or the individual person going out and buying a house in in Boise or or somewhere? 
um, and and you know making it making it great and getting a rental return. What's uh, what's happening in that space at the moment? Well, our our ultimate and our first objective in real estate is uh, multifamily housing. Okay, uh, at least thirty five or more units is kind of the sweet spot where you gotcha. can hire a manager. You can give up one of the units for someone to live on site. So that's kind of the sweet spot. Right. Now, not everybody can jump in and, and do that on their own. So we create partnerships and syndications and, and funds, if you will, so okay. that people can get involved. We also have some really great partners out there that we can utilize when we don't have opportunities in front of us. Right. Okay. Perfect. And... um I should mention again, I'm going to put the link to your book in the show notes. So if anybody wants to connect with Dan, I'm going to uh, put that link in the show notes. You can also dan, uh, download <laughs> download a copy of Dan's book, <laughs> The Four Keys to Building Wealth, um, and you're going to get a very different take on what actually happens with uh, with wealth and wealth creation. Um, I think there's a lot of pretty dud advice out there at the moment, and somebody like yourself, you've got the you've got the scores or the runs on the board, as we say, um, to uh, you know, like you want to be able to go with somebody who can offer a um, a proven track record and a formula for for success. Um, now, here's the curliest question that you're going to get today: What's your take on the current economy? We seem to have uh, we seem to have um, called what uh, what your treasury in the states calls a soft landing. We seem to have achieved that. Um, and uh, the economy sounds pretty good to me, but do you have any hunches for what's going on? I, it's a loaded question, I know, but uh, interested to know your your ideas. Well, we're in, we're coming into an election year. Okay. Nobody uh, in their you know in the presidency or any any kind of office wants a horrible economy come November when the election time comes right. around. So my suspicion is they're going to do everything they can to reduce interest rates. Get the economy rocking and rolling again. Getting people buying their, you know, a home is a not necessarily the greatest investment out there, but it's a stable asset that most okay. families want to have. And so I think we've got to get the home markets working and and going again. Um, but it's you know, I mean, I I don't mind cycles. I wish they were more natural. I don't like it when governments jump in and and try to control an economy one way or another. I think it corrects itself through, you know, just normal cycles. Yeah. Uh, But I really think that eventually, uh, probably within the second quarter of this year, interest rates will probably start to drop. Economy will really get rolling and it'll just look better for the election uh, come November. Nice. Well, it depends on inflation, I guess, but I hope you're right. So, um, and I think that's a pretty logical uh, a logical thing to say. Certainly, with with an election coming up, twenty um, fourth of November, isn't it in the states? Something like that. Somewhere around there, yes. Yeah, yeah. Not that anybody's talking about it, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell me. So, I'm interested to know a bit more about you know the journey that led you away from traditional Wall Street investments like stocks and four hundred one k's, as you call them in in the states, into more non traditional investing. Was that was that uh, your dad's buddy Dave, or was this a little bit of study later in life? Uh, what, how did all that come about? Yeah, it definitely started with Dave, but but more from a study. Just seeing my clients in particular. I mean, I've been doing this for thirty eight years, so I've had a lot of clients uh, get into the retirement world, and unfortunately, retirement plans, four hundred one ks, they're just not built to produce income. In fact, Wall Street recommends 
that you only take about 4% of your 401k in any given year. Right. So if you got a million dollars in your 401k, you're talking about $40,000. Right. And then it's taxable. Yeah. You might get to spend $30,000, $32,000 off of a million. And I realized, holy man, there's just no way that works. No. And then if you happen to retire in a year or retire and two years later, a market crashes and now your 401k is what I call a 201k, I mean, you're, you're kind of toast. Right. So finding alternative investments. And it was, it was pretty obvious that the, the w- really wealthy people out there, they're not wealthy because of 401ks. They're wealthy because they got into alternative investments, right. their own business, real estate, leasing, all kinds of things that weren't available to the 401k guy. Right. And so that's what kind of steered me away. And then when you use, when you, again, when you couple that with the life insurance, and you can actually increase your rate of return, have more predictability, and keep your money uh, uh, safe as stable and as stable and in a tax-free environment. It just started to make more logical sense. And I've got some really smart partners, uh, and we just crunched numbers for years. And right. now we've got this very very nice design to help people out. Awesome, awesome. Instead of trying to configure different software to run your real estate business, Real Ads agents solve the problem with a fully loaded tech bundle that saves them over 85% in monthly costs. The platform includes a stunning CRM, an easy-to-drive social media ads manager, an online design tool, and templates to create all your marketing, a reputation management tool to quickly build five-star reviews, sales funnels to generate leads on autopilot, and lots more, including 24-7 tech support. There's never been a real estate tech stack like Real Ads. Discover the future of real estate marketing by googling real ads crm that's r-e-a-l-a-d-s c-r-m so i got away with that uh that curly question before so i'll ask you another one because i just thought <laughs> um and feel free not to answer because it's it's uh i know you probably got an opinion on it um all things being reasonable and on average what does somebody need financially to be able to retire nowadays and like just averages, just ballpark it, just uh, to live a reasonably comfortable life. Comfortable life. We're not we're not going to Tahiti every every day to scuba dive and and you know skiing in France, etc. But um, we won't want to go down to Mexico for two weeks a year or something. What does somebody need? How, how much money? Oh gosh, that is a loaded question because so much is lifestyle driven. But yeah. I I kind of peg for the most part at least a hundred thousand a year in income. I- Okay, and I I like that number because if that's tax free, you can pretty much do anything you want and enjoy your your lifestyle. You can live a pretty um, good life on a hundred k a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sad part is again going back to the four hundred one k example. Yeah. To be able to do that, um, coming from a four hundred one k, you're going to need about two point seven, two point eight million in uh, in in net worth, so to speak, just to produce that. And, and sadly, in the United States right now, the average 65-year-old has 185000 in their 401k. I would say that, and you could probably correct me here, but I would imagine that less than 10% of the population would have that sort of money floating around, wouldn't they? Exactly. 
Yeah. And that's why our process works so much better because we're cash flow oriented, not nest. We love net worth. Don't get me wrong. We'd love to have people worth two, three million dollars. But because of the way we do things, you can get away with about half that amount of money and produce the hundred thousand plus in income. Yeah. So just on that point, Dan, um, you're talking about people who are underprepared for retirement for, for whatever reason. What are the major struggles you see in the financial lives of your clients today? And how do you help them deal with those struggles? What are the because there's always something you can do, isn't there? It's always something you can do. I I, you know, I hate the fact that I don't know what the statistic is, but way too many people call me at 55 and say, I got to start preparing for retirement. Yeah. You know, and the problem is, you know, if you again going back to traditional retirement plans, if you're 25 years old and you're told to put your money away into a into a retirement plan and you can't touch it till you're 60, that's kind of discouraging. Yeah. And what we'd rather do is say, hey, let's put your money working for you. Let's create cash flow. None of this 59 and a half rule, none of these, you know, retirement plan rules. Let's go find assets that produce more income for you. Because the reality is one thing, nobody retires until they can replace their income. Yep. So our objective is to replace your income at 25, 30, 35, 40. Let's replace it as soon as possible, give you the freedom to choose how long you want to work. Yeah, I like it. I like I like it. Um, can you just explain a little bit more about what you call the four keys to building wealth, which is time, uh, compounding, leverage, and tax advantages? It, yeah, it's really simple, and and it's a. I'm sad that it took me so many decades to figure this out, but it's really just, it, it, you know, time. None of us know how much time we have, so you don't want to start saving in ten years. You want to start saving today. Now. Get as much time under your belt as you possibly can. Yep. Compounding is just uh, another word for what we call um, how long it takes for your money to double. Right. We call that a compounding period. If you use the rule of 72, basically that tells you if you're getting 10% on your money, you divide that into 72, it's going to take you 7.2 years for your money to double. And then you got to quickly calculate, you know, if I'm 40 years old, I'm going to work till I'm 65. It's 25 years. Yeah. It's basically three compounding periods, maybe a little bit more than three, yeah. uh, and that's it. And it goes back to a little bit with time and, and market crashes, and it drives me crazy because, you know, if a market goes down twenty or thirty percent, and you call your advisor, oh, what am I supposed to do? They're they're all going to just tell you, well, hang in there. The market always recovers. Yeah. And quite honestly, it usually does, and yeah. that's fine. The so problem is. They don't ever tell you, but you're going to lose time. Yeah. You know, people from 2008 in that crash, some took 10 years just to get back to where they were. That's yeah. a lost decade. Yeah. So time is so critical. And so we don't want to lose money. We want it compounding and we want as much time as possible. Yeah. Then when we use safe and wise leverage, which is the third key, leveraging into assets that can produce cash flow, tax advantages, and so forth, can help pro propel our income and our net worth up much faster. But we got to be very careful because leverage is a two-edged sword. It amplifies the good when markets are going up, but it also amplifies the, the bad when markets are going down. So you got to be careful what kind of asset you're leveraging. You don't want to be out there leveraging, you know, 
crypto as an example. Um, obviously, if it goes up, you could do very well. But if it goes down, you could pretty much lose everything pretty quickly. So you got to leverage the right assets. Isn't it? Then, um, sorry. No, nope, it's okay. No, I was just going to say the last one being tax advantages. The largest bill that any of us pay in our lifetime is taxes. So yep. if we can reduce or even eliminate taxes and pull that money back into our net worth and to our investing so that it can produce more income and cash flow and so forth, uh, that's huge. So reducing taxes is a major emphasis for us so that we have more money building our net worth. Okay. So I'm tipping you haven't you're not uh, you're not throwing a lot of money at um, at Bitcoin at the moment. Well, it's funny. I you know there's still that part of me <laughs> that likes things yeah, like Bitcoin and stocks, <laughs> but it's it's money way past what I need. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not my retirement. It's not anything that I need to rely upon. But um, I do enjoy. I do enjoy it. I, I found a really good company that has a, a very st stable trading bot. Yeah. And it just, uh, you know, I don't think about it, throw a few bucks, and it just trades on a bot. So, so a, I don't little mind exposure. Stuff. a little exposure is not a bad thing. It's a little exactly. uh, a little high risk, but, uh, but it's out there. Um, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can grab Dan's book, The Four Keys to Building Wealth. You can download a free copy if you go to the show notes for this episode. Uh, you can also connect with Dan. And you can learn more about um, uh, his his company and how he works, Wise Money Tools. And, and you know what? Unless you're a financial advisor, unless you're a financial guru, I think everybody's got something to learn from somebody who dedicates their life and their career to, to knowing you know, what it takes to maximize your return. So, Dan, thanks so much again for your, for your time today. Oh, man, it's been great. Uh, appreciate the time with you and uh, hope all your listeners have a great day. And and to you and uh, and a happy holidays to, to you and your family. Thank you. You too. Thank you, sir. When you're ready to move up to an insanely fast full suite platform, Real Ads delivers everything the modern agent needs, including online design tools, social media ads manager, landing pages, websites, email and text messaging, CRM, customized ebooks, and much more. There's never been a real estate tech stack like Real Ads. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R E A L A D S CRM. 